Welcome to the SSU Career Chat, brought to you by the Sonoma State University Career Center. I'm Mac. And I'm Callie. Thanks for listening in. If you're wanting to learn more about major to career exploration or career outlook, then you're in the right place. We've got a great episode for you all, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the SSU Career Chat. Hey listeners, it's Mac. I can't wait to share this episode with you all. Today, we will be delving into the world of student athletes and touch on the sports industry as a possible career. Before we hop in, let me give you some background information about myself. Today's episode topic strikes home with me personally. I consider myself a student athlete. I have been a competitive soccer player since I was six years old, so I'm coming up on my 16th year of playing soccer, which is wild to me. I currently play soccer for the SSU women's club soccer team, where I hold the positions of president and co-coach. I've had the dreams of being a professional soccer player and even received some serious scholarships back in high school to play soccer at the college level, but ultimately ended up turning them down due to not being passionate about the sport at the time. Through my experience in the sports world, I have learned many skills that can easily be transferred into a job or a career. I've even been hired for specific jobs due to having soccer player on my resume. In this episode, we sit down with three different individuals with ranging experience in the sports world. First, we have Mandel Murray, the current collegiate sports academic advisor at Sonoma State, and we'll delve into his experience working for the Brooklyn Nets. Next, you'll hear from Nick Klammerman, a current student at SSU serving as a player for the men's basketball team, and we'll explore his future career goals, getting first-hand insight on the current student athletes on campus as well. And finally, we'll speak to SSU alumni Ugochi Anudokum, who despite graduating amidst a national pandemic, has found success in playing professional basketball internationally in Portugal. My goal for this episode is for you to learn the ways you can utilize your skills in sports in any type of career. Additionally, I want you to take away the inside scoop of what it's actually like to work in the sports industry and really decide if it seems like the right path for you. After all, a major goal of this podcast is to educate listeners on career pathways and major to career exploration. So without further ado, please enjoy the second episode of the SSU Career Chat. First up is our interview with the SSU Collegiate Sports Academic Advisor, Mendel Murray. We are joined here today with uh, Mandel Murray, and we are going to talk to him a little bit about how he got started at Sonoma State and where he was before that. So, yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, I think this is awesome. Um, so, I'm Mandel. Um, I serve as the professional academic advisor, um, supporting all of our student athletes, um, and then I am also supporting kinesiology students for this semester. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, uh, kind of a, we go through like the long-winded story of getting to Sonoma State. Uh, so I undergrad, I'm a born and raised New Yorker. So I'm an East Coaster, went to the University of Bridgeport in Connecticut. Um, and I studied business management there. I actually just received my MBA from there as well. Um, but during my undergrad, um, I worked with the basketball team for four years. Um, I was a manager and I ran cross country for two years. Um, And before graduating, I knew that for me, the pathway was always gonna be sports, right? I actually wanted to be the general manager for an NBA team. And that's where that passion came from. Um, And during my junior year, 
um, I ended up getting a scholarship from the alumni committee, which uh, spiraled into um, meeting who is now one of my mentors, Bill Manning. He just so happened to be an alumni of my school and just so happened to be there the same night. Um, Bill Manning is actually the president for the Toronto Football Club and in the MLS. Um, he uh, heard me uh, in my acceptance speech with the scholarship and he said, hey, you know, uh, do you know who Messiah Jury is? And I said, no, I don't. He said, do your research on Messiah Jury. Here's my card and give me a call when you do. And so I looked up Masai Jury, Masai Jury, who I found out and who I now know is a president for the Toronto Raptors. And he, maybe about a couple months later, he flew me out uh, to Toronto to meet with Masai and the Raptors organization and his organization. And, um, you know, the best advice that somebody gave me before I left was to make sure that you make the trip back here as soon as you can, no matter what it's for. Um, so the next month I went back to Toronto um, for just what I call the vacation, but it was really to make sure that I kept these connections alive. Um, and it turned out really well, as well as I could have asked for. Um, I kept my contacts from there and ended up getting me um, in contact with folks from different NBA teams, so like the Cavaliers, the Knicks, um, the Suns, and just a lot of different teams around the league. Um, and then it also, uh, the biggest connection that got me was one in the NBA league office in Manhattan. Uh, from that, I was able to meet with like Adam Silver and Mark Tatum, the, the commissioners. Um, and they ended, there was a career fair at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn uh, one uh, week. And I decided to, as a broke college student, to pay, uh, I think it was like $130 for a ticket, uh, for an all access ticket to that. And I went there. The following week, I was invited back for a sales academy, and um, I got offered a job right on the spot. So I ended up working for the Brooklyn. So before I even graduated from college, I knew I had a job with the Brooklyn Nets uh, right after. Um, and so I started working there. I worked there for about a year and a half. Um, so I started in sales. I worked also with our vice president of diversity and inclusion, um, uh, really tying players and different celebrities to fans and giving a cool experience there. Um, and then, you know, halfway through, I think I, I may have just realized, hey, you know, I, I really want something a little bit more with my life. I want something a little bit better and, and different. And, you know, by that time, I knew that general manager wasn't the route that I wanted. So I said, you know, what could I do that ties my love for sports with my love of helping students and education? Um, and from that, you know, it was just a godsend of this position being opened up and, you know, I, I didn't even think I was going to get the position, to be honest, but, you know, here I am. Wow, that's quite a backstory. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really interesting. You, you hear a lot about students, like, switching career paths and majors within their, you know, undergrad, mm -hmm. but you kind of had that switch after you graduated. Um, mm -hmm. Once you got into what you thought was your, like, dream career, you still had that that switch, which I think is really important to note that that's still going to happen. It's regardless of you think you're in the right spot. Um, you can still change your mind and it's perfectly okay. I mean, you turned out good. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, that's one thing I always try to, to really harp home to students is that like at the end of the day, you know, uh, you know, especially if you're going to do uh, like a master's degree or something like that, I always encourage students to take that time and really think about what you want to do. Um, because, you know, for me, as soon as I got to college, it was gun ho you know, let me work with the basketball team, let me do this, because I knew I had a tunnel vision of, I knew what I wanted to do. 
um, or at least I thought I knew what I wanted to do, right? And so it, it's sometimes you have to be in the position that you think you want to be in to realize that it's probably not what you want to do. Um, and so I, I went through like a whole long uh, holding period where I didn't even know where my life was going to be because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, and again, like you said, it was in the midst of what I thought was my dream career. So um, definitely important to just really, really take the time to think about it and, and really uh, do what you can to, to make sure you make the best decision for you. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, tell me a little about, about the uh, networking experience um, between you landing the job at Brooklyn Nets and getting introduced to uh, Bill Manning. Yeah, uh, well, that... Uh, so first of all, networking is something that I, if, if I'm good at nothing else in this life, that is probably the best thing that I've, I'm, I think I've grasped um, of how to leverage relationships with people, right? Um, you know, everything is about relationship. Um, so in terms of meeting Bill Manning, um, that was really a, uh, something that just happened, you know, um, because he just so happened to be there on that night. Um, but in terms of the, the relationships and the networking that I took after that, I think he was probably would help me snowball my career in professional sports. And, and then, you know, uh, the networking, I think, portion of that part of my life, um, you know, it was really just about a hunger of wanting to get somewhere better than I was and really knew that, hey, this is where I want to be. And I'm not going to get there unless people know who I am. And so the more people I reached out to, the better. Um, and so I realized that at a very, like, early on into my college career, so I went off with sending, you know, handwritten letters to teams. And then, you know, I went to finding emails of, of people and then utilizing LinkedIn, which is huge um, for, for uh, students to use. And that's a, that's like for a business person, that's like their Bible, like everything, everyone that you need to know is going to be on LinkedIn. Um, and, uh, you know, utilizing that a lot is what um, really spiraled, I, I think, uh, my uh being offered a job at the nets nice and how did you find out about the job at sonoma state well i actually would it was just through research um and it's so funny um i i was actually applying for uh two jobs at the time one being sonoma state and i uh was in an interview process for another position when i got um the call that i want that they wanted to interview me here um but in my head, the way I was doing so well in that other interview for that other school, I was like, man, I'm going to, you know, I'm really, really going to do well in this. And, you know, it's closer to home and I'm going to stay at this job. And um, I was actually two minutes away from calling Sonoma State and telling them, hey, before I even got the other job, I was two seconds away from just saying, hey, Sonoma State, I got another job and I'm not going to take this one. Um, I don't know. Something in the back of my head told me don't do that, though. And uh I um, interviewed for it, um, not even thinking I was going to get it, but it was really just through research um, in terms of looking for positions that, uh, that mattered and, and that was going to help me to transition from professional sports into the next chapter of my career. Nice. Um, so now that you've been with Sonoma State for a while, where are some levels of overlap between your position with the Brooklyn Nets and your current position with Sonoma State and helping those students? Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, the the biggest overlap that I see um, is really just that sales salesy kind of guy in me, right? Um, because I think when you're, I was a sales rep, uh, 
you're selling a vision, you're selling the team, you know, you're selling hope uh, for the students. It's not necessarily selling anything for them, but it's, it's being able to give them a vision of what could be in terms of where they could be as opposed to where they are. I know a lot of students uh, really um, want to be so much things in life, but especially with the pandemic and everything going on, they don't really see that hope. Um, and for me, it's, it's really just giving them that hope in, in the darkness, because it is possible to do so many different things in this life, um, but you really just have to know how to leverage, uh, you know, your brand and leverage your network and leverage everything that you, uh, that you can do best. Um, so I think the biggest overlap really is, is not only just, you know, preaching hope and preaching that, that vision and that dream, um, but it's also just being a people person, right? I think doing this job and being successful at my position is knowing everyone that I can possibly know on campus. So the more people I know, the better relationship I have with, you know, the career center, with, you know, coaches, with, you know, whoever it is, uh, the easier my job is when I want to do different programs or do certain things. It's, it's just 20 times easier. No, totally. I hear you out on that. Um, so this episode touches on student athletes and the sports industry as like a career field. Um, and you did say that you were a student athlete, especially in your undergrad. Can you tell me a little bit about how that experience was and how you were able to balance being a student, you know, and a collegiate athlete? Because it can be tough sometimes. Yeah, it can definitely be tough, but I think it depends on, you know, really how you manage your time. Um, I, I, you know, look at myself like as a very different student. Um, I think from my freshman year to my senior year in college, and people don't believe me when I say this, I've never been to a single, single college party in my entire undergrad career. And the reason why is because I really had my head focused in such a different way than a lot of people did. Um, so by the time I was, you know, actually an athlete, I didn't start being, come, I wasn't an athlete till my junior year. And so by that time, my head was so focused, my GPA, was really high and I wanted to keep it that way. And so I, you know, everyone else were on, was on the bus on the way to the, to the meet and everyone was sleeping or they were listening to music. Me, I had, I had my books out and doing homework. And I, I knew for me, I had to deal with myself. I can do homework on the way, on the way back, I can rest, right? And so it's really just about how you manage your time because um, I had a lot to do, but on campus besides just sports. So it was, uh, you know, I was also an RA and also doing different things. So it was really just about how you manage your time in terms of how successful you would be. Well, what is one thing that you have learned um, through your work with Sonoma State students? Um, really just to be, uh, to enjoy the moment. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Um, <clears throat> I think since being here, uh, I, I enjoy the family feel from everyone. But I think from students, it's really helped me to be not only very humble, but just enjoy every moment that I have with each student. Um, every encounter that I have with each student, um, to me, is, is probably, it re-energizes me for the reason that I want to do this work in the first place, right? Um, if I'm able to make a difference in somebody's life, um, you know, it just means all the more to me, um, you know, and I'm not that far in age for many of these students. I graduated undergrad two years ago, right? And so for me, when I'm here, I, I can relate to you. I'm not like a 50 year old guy, just, you know, who doesn't understand and is out of touch with, with anybody. So, um, so it's just really learning how to be, how to uh, have gratitude, how to be humble, um, and really teaching me how to continue to be hungry in terms of doing my job better for them and how I can make their life better.
Lovely answer. So now that you're here with Sonoma State and in the kind of world of student affairs and advising, do you think that you've found your path? Do you think that this is what, you know, your new dream job, or do you think that you could see yourself changing up again? Well, I, um, somebody actually asked me that earlier, which is interesting. Um, I love being an advisor, um, and I love being able to make a difference in students' lives, and I think for now, I think I found my path. Uh, for now. Um, you know, if, for me, if I was to ever go back to the MBA, it would, it would be, you know, years later, but it would also be in a, a different role, working specifically with uh, athletes in terms of how I can uh, better their life off the floor, right? And, and I think that's where my passion lies. Given your, you know, expertise in the sports field, um, what is one piece of advice you would give to students, whether they're athletes or not, looking to get into the sports industry as a career, whether it's like a sports advisor at a school like you or, you know, being a manager for the NBA, everything in between? Yeah, I would say a couple of things. One, uh, make sure it's what you want, right? Um, because I think pro sports is a lot of glitz and glamour and it might look better, obviously, on the outside than it does. You know, for me, working for the Nets was great and it was an awesome experience, but I love the game of basketball so much that being a sales rep sometimes took away from the love of the game, you know, because you have, you know, I'm working from 8.30 to 5.30 and then you have a game that night and it's like, wow, James Harden is playing, Kawhi Leonard is playing, but it's like, I don't really care because I want to go home and I, because I have to do this again tomorrow, right? And it's just, it took away from the love of the game for, for me. Um but one of the positives of that was learning every aspect of the business that I could. Um, and so I was able to learn so much of the business by working at the Nets. And I definitely appreciate my time there more than anything. Um, so really just to make sure that's what you want. And if you can learn everything you can from it, you know, do that. Um, and number two, what I would say is just can, like network your behind off if you can, right? Um, not if you can do it right because that is how you're going to get there in the first place right everything strives off a relationship right and people are going to hire you based if they like you if they know you oh yeah i know this kid he was he's a good guy or she was a good person and you know uh, i know they'll make a great asset here um and that comes from forming these relationships early on whether it's through linkedin whether she was just sending an email you know um and just building that bond and that relationship and rapport with people i think really goes a long way um, and number three, I think lastly, is really just to be a genuine person, right? People, especially when you're building these relationships, they don't care if you are, like very few people really um, are going to just be like, like love emails of you just asking them for things because people always have emails asking for, hey, can I get a job? Hey, can I do this? Hey, can I do, people don't always have jobs. Sometimes it's like, hey, we met and I, you know, we had an informational meeting and I'm just checking up with you in the next three months just to see how you're doing. How are you with this pandemic going on? How is, how are you? How's your family? How's that? You know, it's really just that checking in uh, that really helps to build relationships um, so that by the time you get to your senior year of college, and I recommend, you know, doing this networking early, by the time you get to your senior year of college, you know, uh, that asking for a job is, is all the more easier, right? Because now you have such a relationship that they're like, okay, yeah, you know, I've spoken with this person, you know, and they're more likely to hire you as opposed to a person that uh, is just hitting them up a month before, right? Um, and so I just think that preparedness is, is so crucial, uh, especially if you want to get into that industry. 
Great. That's a good little list of advice. I, I can definitely personally pick up a couple of things from that myself. So thank you for that. Um, all righty. That is about the time for the interview. If you want to, you know, plug anything or um, have any final last words, you can. Um, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, nothing planned to say, but you know, just wanted to encourage every student, not just student athletes, but, but everyone um, that I think right now, you know, we are in probably the most difficult modality that we can possibly be in in online. Um, but really just stay encouraged, you know, um, you know when, you know, there's, there's no uh, rainstorm that happens where sunshine doesn't come out after, right? And so I think once we weather this storm together, um, you know, I think once we come out of it, we will be just as strong, if not even stronger than before. Um, and so, you know, use your resources, whether it's your academic advisors, um, your professors, and, and whoever, continue to, you know, build yourself and your professional per personal life. Um, if you do want to get into professional sports, continue to network, use LinkedIn, um, and really just buckle down and work hard in classes, right? I, I know things are tough, but there are on-campus resources for that with Lark and Mesa. And, you know, if you do have those issues, come to us as your advisors. Um, you know, we are all here to help you out. Next, I sat down with Nick Clammerman, an SSU student, to step inside the mind of a current student athlete. So, we all know that you're a member of the men's basketball team here at Sonoma State, but tell me a little bit more about yourself. Um, this is going to be my third year here at Sonoma. Uh, I am a business major from Concord, California, and I decided to come to Sonoma because uh, the coaching staff, uh, I wanted to be co closer to home, but not too far. And then also my brother actually attended here that just graduated. Oh, nice. So there's a little bit of lineage there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sweet. So um, how long have you been playing basketball? Uh, I've been playing basketball since fifth grade. I start, uh, started baseball while I was young and then I switched over to basketball and then that's been it since. Nice. Obviously, if you're playing at the collegiate level, you got involved in like club and competitive. When did you get into club at like what age? Uh, it was around seventh or eighth grade. Um, I had a local friend uh, at my dad's work actually that kind of was running a basketball program that I got into and that's kind of where it started. Um, after that, though, I wasn't really a big club guy. Uh, I was mostly focusing on high school. That's where I feel like I got my most exposure and kind of built my skill set around there when I reached high school. Nice. What high school did you play for? Uh, Clayton Valley Charter High School. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. What position are you? Uh, I am a small forward slash power forward, uh, trying to stay kind of more of a guard position. Nice. I know that you are interested in sports business as a potential career. Um, what about that career field interests you specifically? Um, I've always been a big math guy and I like finance and looking at contracts, all that. So that's kind of where my first love came in and then adding into the sports uh, kind of world. I would love to be like handling sports contracts or any finance or budgeting with sports organizations would be great. 
Awesome. And do you see yourself um, continuing playing basketball after your undergrad? Or- if the opportunity is there, I think I would take a, you know, a few years to see what it's like and see if I can make it comfortable living overseas just for the experience. You know, you know, you were young, so I might as well travel the world as much as I can before I have to go sit in an office. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely want to see more of the world once it opens up again. So I know being a student athlete myself, um, that everyone just assumes that you either want to become a, a professional at your sport or work in the sports field. Um, do you think that that's mostly true? Or do you see that a lot of your, fe- your peers are wanting to pursue other types of careers that don't have to do with sports? Um, I feel like it's hit or miss with, I mean, it goes based off of the athlete. Um, some kind of base it off of uh, sports, like they go to the field of like kinesiology because it's kind of relative to uh, sports, but others just completely are separate from that and either try to go into a field that's, you know, very popular right now or the wage is very well. So I think it's just preference and what you're interested in. Yeah, no, Totally. Um, in terms of sports business as a potential career for you, have you connected with anybody yet that would help you kind of get that foot in the door? Uh, not with a business itself. I've been uh, working with uh, Mendel, our athletic advisor, to help you know get internships or anything, because that you know junior and senior year are big internship years to see where you know you want to actually go. So when did you know that you wanted to get into sports business as a career? Um, there wasn't really an exact point. Um, I feel like it's just what I'm like kind of into. I mean, there's not like that set in stone field that I want to go into. It's not like I have to go into this or I'm not going to like my job. Like just anything that revolves even if it's more of the sports side or if I have to go more just business into like a casual organization or business, that will be fine. Nice. Awesome. Um, so what are some skills that you've learned through being on a basketball team um, that you think you could apply to a potential career after college? I think one big thing is accountability. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all a team, but you also have to pull your own part. If, if it's the, you know, being the team chemistry guy, trying to be there for the guys, or if you're trying to be the lead scorer, whatever it is, like you need to hold your own. And once you contribute what you need to do for the group, the whole group will succeed. Nice. And going kind of back to common misconceptions about student athletes. um, I'm not a collegiate athlete myself. I'm a club sport athlete um, Mm -hmm. just because I have so much going on with classes and extracurriculars. I never thought that I'd be able to take that next step just purely because of time. And I know that that's a big common misconception that student athletes at the collegiate level are literally just either in the classroom or at practice or at games. Do you see that uh, to be true at Sonoma State or do you actually have some free time to kind of do other stuff? I know there's there's definitely a good amount of free time going on. Um, you, mostly during the week. I mean, I feel like this is for all college students that actually have some extracurriculars that they're busy throughout the weekdays. But once the weekend hits, it's usually just uh, like a practice early in the morning or in the afternoon and afterwards you're either hanging out with your teammates or just doing homework or whatever so I mean you definitely have free time because I know some of our guys and even people in other sports have jobs and stuff like that so there's definitely free time. Nice good to know. How are you and your teammates handling life right now given the COVID situation and that campus isn't an abnormal function? Um, It's mostly all Zoom meetings that we just kind of hang out it's nothing really business side we try to just 
avoid, you know, trying to, we avoid the whole COVID era and we just try to like be ourselves in our meetings. And some guys are local, so we get together a few uh, days of the week and work out together just to try to make it normal. Yeah, no, I totally feel (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to be normal right now, but the sense of normalcy is really treasured right now. Um, So do you have any advice for students who are interested in Sonoma State and maybe specifically getting involved in sports? And then another one, um, students that are interested in pursuing something related to sports. So like something maybe you've learned from Mendel or through your coaches or just being a student interested in the sports career world. Um, I think like the bottom line for both of those questions is getting uh, like resources. I feel like Sonoma has good resources for any topic or activity you're trying to do. Like if it's club sports, collegiate sports, uh, internships, any organization on campus, they're there to help you and they give you outlets to really like reach your goal. And I think building those uh, relationships with those people will really help you achieve whatever you're willing to do. Great, I love that answer. Um, So I know you're also a business major. Do you think that uh, the curriculum you've experienced so far has given you some tools to enter the career world in in a couple years? Uh, As of right now, I think so. I mean, I'm still building like the basics of business, so I haven't really focused on very uh, precise like uh, topics and lectures. But I think I have the basics going right now that I can build upon these next couple of years so I can go down the right path. Awesome. Do you see yourself pursuing any extra school after your undergrad, or do you think you're just going to take that BA and run with it? Um, Well, as of right now, uh, we don't know how our season's going to go, and based off that, uh, if we do not play this year, we'll have an extra year. Therefore, I'll probably stay to get my master's, Mm. but that's really determining on if we have that year of play or not. Interesting. Yeah, it's been really weird. I know just personally from being an athlete too that basically the club perspective is like we'll do whatever the collegiate teams are doing and so i i know it's still kind of just up in the air Yeah, it's very up in the air right now but we have no idea what's going on still yeah it's rough because i know especially at the collegiate level like the sport is almost your life so it's almost like losing a part of yourself and you're i'm fortunate enough to be in a position where i still have time to like plan out my future and like my classes to where I can graduate on time or if I can extend a year, but some of our seniors are having trouble filling up a class if we do have another year. Therefore, they either have to go into extra program or just have to graduate. Yeah, that's wild. Gosh, you don't even think about it at that perspective. Um, Dang. What has been one of your favorite moments um, playing on the basketball team at SSU so far? Um, Honestly, my favorite moments are just being with the guys like outside of practice or even just when we're messing around in the gym Mm -hmm. having those like just small moments together I think those are like the most important things and based off what I've like done in high school and stuff those are the things that I will remember the most so I think those things are the things that you can cherish totally yeah and that's why it's so important to still meet through zoom and at the very least just hang out right now Um, Going back to some advice, any advice you have for some fellow student athletes, whether it be here or at other universities, for just how to get by? Um, It's honestly just being on top of your stuff. Like, 
planning it out, understanding, taking it week by week, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm very present, so I, I'm not looking ahead. I'm very focused on what I have to do like, right now. So I think just breaking it down into those small steps, I think will lead you to like the bigger picture. Do you have anything else that you want to plug or mention before we wrap things up? Uh, no, I think it's good. I mean, hope everyone can support athletics this hopefully next year when everything opens up and see people at the games. Finally, we have SSU alumni Ugochi Anudokum, who tells me her story of how she ended up playing professional basketball in Portugal. So, uh, why don't we start with you telling me a bit about yourself. Where did you start out and how did you end up in Portugal? <laughs> I started at Concordia University in Irvine and then uh, went to Sonoma State for three years, graduated um, July of this year, and then um, once season finished, a couple agents contacted me about signing with uh, different agencies. Um, talking about uh, playing overseas basketball and at that time I didn't really know if I wanted to play but I didn't want my basketball career to be over because I wasn't ready for it to be over so mm-hmm. I ended up signing with an agency called Stayline Sports <clears throat> um, in like April or March April so I signed with them and then like they like shopped my film around and then um, finally I think um, in August beginning of August I signed with this team called CAD uh, Coimbra in Coimbra Portugal and then uh, yeah I came here in September so just been here ever since. How's the adjustment been to uh, move into a totally new country? Um, it's kind of hard <laughs> well it's exciting but I've never you know I've never lived outside of the United States even California so um I didn't really know what to expect, but I was really excited, but nervous. Um, everything's different. Like everything's different. Uh, the people, obviously the language, um, everywhere I go, people stare at me. I don't know why. <laughs> um, just like everything. It's, it's like a whole new world, obviously. It's like a different country, but it's like, like every aspect of life is different. So I'm just trying to, you know, find my way and like uh, get fully adjusted to being here. Yeah, no, I bet. Um, so taking it back a little bit, uh, how long have you been playing basketball? And uh, was it always the goal to become a professional basketball player? <laughs> um, so I started playing basketball my sophomore season of high school, which is like kind of considered really late for people. Uh, I started then and then I went to, the goal was just to uh like get a scholarship to pay for my school that was really what I was playing for so then I I went to the school and I went to some state <clears throat> and then uh the whole reason why I guess I had like a dream of playing overseas was because I didn't want basketball to be over and I wasn't ready for it to be over so and then like people who were older than me who had gone overseas were like yeah you're definitely good enough to play overseas <clears throat> so I was just like you know why not like I've never lived in a foreign country um like it would be cool to say like I'm a professional basketball player so I was just like 
you know, why not just try it? What did you major in? And did you change majors at all during that experience? Um, I got my degree in business with an emphasis in accounting, but at um, Concordia, I started as a biology major, but it was way too hard. I like, failed out of it. So uh, once I transferred to Sonoma, I had to just kind of pick something. So I was like, eh, let me just do business accounting. So then that's what I got my degree in. Nice. And uh, through the process of being a business major, did you ever contemplate any careers in the business field or did you always stay tracked? I want to do something with basketball. Um, no, not really until the end, like end of senior year was I thinking about, you know, playing professionally. The whole time I thought um, I would just do something in accounting or go back and get my master's um, or like get my CPA certification or something like that. So I always thought, you know, I would just do something in accounting or some type of, you know, nine to five type job. Um, it wasn't really till the end where I was like, eh, maybe I could, you know, play professionally. That would be dope to like at least try for a year. And then if not, I could always just go back home and then continue what I was going to do originally. A lot of people don't want to continue after college because I think they're just tired because most people have been playing since they're little kids you know so um I think a lot of people don't want to continue after which is fine like I can totally agree with that and see that but um and also it's kind of discouraging because I didn't get signed to a team until um August and I really didn't think I was going to go somewhere and I was just hoping and, and it, then it finally came. So I think it's a lot of it's a lot of work and preparation that not everybody is um, like willing to do, which like I didn't even know if I wanted to do it. So yeah, no, totally. I I totally relate with that. I remember I grew up. I was always thinking, oh, I'm just gonna go play for the national team. But there's kind of a moment for I think most student athletes and just athletes in general where you realize how competitive it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you kind of start to think of a backup plan. Yeah. Like, it's like, do you really want to keep doing this? Like, cause I think everyone can sympathize. Like you're in practice and like, you're tired and you don't want to do it. Like it's kind of different when <clears throat> you don't have to be doing it. Like right now, like I don't have to be here. I could have just stopped. So it's like a different, something else is motivating you to play rather than like you have to play in school, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you didn't move to Portugal, where do you think you'd be now? Like, what do you think you'd be doing career-wise? Um, I would probably have looked for, like, an internship or maybe being something related in the business accounting field, like mm-hmm. maybe an accounting assistant or something along those lines, but something hopefully related to my major. Um yeah, that's probably what I'd be doing. Um, and then maybe next year I would have gone to school to do my master's. Do you feel like you've reached your g- your dream job um, playing pro- basketball professionally? <laughs> um, I really don't know because I really still, I don't know what I want to do with my life, you know? So I think for right now, it's good for right now, you know, like... I'm only 22, so it's like, I don't know what I want to do for the rest of my life. So for right now, like, I'm enjoying the experience, the new experience, and, like, 
for right now it is my dream because like who doesn't want to save their professional basketball player you know yeah so yeah it's awesome because I think a lot of people think that you know being a pro athlete seems like the end-all be-all mm-hmm. but like you know, into your shoes you still don't know what you want to do and that's totally fine mm-hmm. um so I think that yeah that gives really good perspective um, and I think students will learn a lot from that. Who gave you the best advice pertaining to career or pursuing your goals? Um, and what was that advice? I would say my AAU coach, uh, my travel ball coach, like he, I've known him since I started playing basketball. And like we always, we would talk every once in a while. Um, this summer, uh, I was talking with him like about overseas and I wanted to try. And then, um, he was like, he told me, basically he told me, uh, remember like why you want to play basketball. Uh, don't just do it because you want, you think you have to, because like, I feel like in the past, I felt like I had to play basketball to like get into school or something. But um, I guess now I'm playing for myself because I want to play. So basically he said, remember why you're playing it. And in those moments, like when basketball gets tough, um no like dig deep inside and like think why are you doing this and then I remember I'm doing this because I love this and I chose to do it so like every time when things are hard over here like when I get frustrated like I don't know the language the living conditions aren't the same as America or I miss my family stuff I just remember like I chose to be here and um I do love basketball and I want to play so kind of I always keep that thought in the back of my head what are your future plans or goals, if you have any? Um, and if you don't, that's totally fine. And maybe you can just elaborate more on that or, like, what you think you could see yourself doing in a couple years down the line. <laughs> uh, future future goals. It's like I don't know, you know. I don't know what I want to – I don't know what I'm going to be doing next year. So uh, future goals, I'd say – in regards to basketball, I guess, uh, after this season, put myself in a better position so I can uh, move to, you know, a better league and a better team. Um, that's really only the goal I can think about right now. <clears throat> I do want to, like, you know, go back to school at some point. At some point, in, like, within the next, like, three years or something. Nice. That's awesome. Um, okay. What are some skills that you think students learn in sports that can be used in like a typical normal career? Hmm. Uh, for sure, teamwork. Um, you have to get along with people and like listen to people's ideas and know how to collaborate and work with others. I think teamwork is the biggest one. And like knowing how to, oh yeah, knowing how to follow orders correctly, like in stressful times because like sometimes in a game or like like the fourth quarter or something you're like down by one or something and your coach draws up a play and then you have to follow it and then like score or something like that like knowing how to do it effectively and um getting the job done I think is very useful like and also I would say like stress management in not just basketball and in all types of sports because you know all athletes know like you have school and um, basketball and like other team activities 
And then, especially during finals, if you play a winter sport, you know, that's like so stressful sometimes to be traveling and, and still have to play a game and still have to go to class and all that. So I think time management is like the biggest thing I've learned of all the time I've played sports, just knowing how to balance everything and like not not setting myself up for failure and to, because then if I'm like stressed about school, then I'm just, then I push that off and then I didn't prepare enough for the game or something. So yeah, I think that's the biggest one. Nice. No, I think that's some great answers. Um, I can definitely relate to all of the things you said. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you have any advice that you could give to students? I would say don't be too afraid um, because it is like a new experience. And, you know, usually like the people who are going to play overseas, uh, professionally are young. So like, I would say now is the best time to do it. Um, yeah, so don't be afraid and I'd say research the place that you're going to, like learn the language a little bit, know, know the things in your town that you're going to be doing, um, uh, people you're going to be around, ask them questions, like don't be afraid because you, you are going to be there for a long time and it's like, I have to keep kind of telling myself like it's not a vacation, like I actually moved here to live here for almost a year. So, like, just research the place that you're going to. So what can we take away from this? Mandel taught us three tips. Network, make sure you are pursuing something you're interested in, and be a genuine person. A great way to network is through LinkedIn. And for any students wanting more help on this, visit the Career Center's website at career.sonoma.edu or make an appointment to discuss LinkedIn tips over Zoom with a Career Center advisor. Nick conveyed the importance of staying connected with your people during this time and also the severity of managing your time in an efficient manner in order to achieve greatness. And finally, Ogochi highlighted the importance of doing your research on your desired career goals Make sure you know what you're getting into before you commit to something, which is a good rule of thumb in all regards, including career. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the SSU Career Chat. Make sure to give us a review if you like what you've heard so far. Once again, I've been Mac Patefield, your co-host for this podcast. Tune in next week for Callie's episode, which will explore the field of business. Take care.